0: Real Bad is part of the Cage Club podcast network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hey, Nick Jenkins here just to start the podcast by saying that the film we're talking about today, Deadly Prey, is a very violent movie. Particularly, there is a lot of gun violence as an exploitation action film from the 1980s. That's not shocking. But I completely understand if after the horrible terrorist attack in New Zealand, you don't want to listen to a show about that right now. So please take care of yourself. Listen or don't. Spend time with loved ones. Treat yourself. Treat others. If you want to come back later, this episode will always be here. I think that's it for the preamble. As always, thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. And uh, today, fuck that up, goddamn! <laughs> I'm supposed to say I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, uh-huh. and today I'm joined by three friends. First up, host of I Love It podcast and producer for Complexly, Matthew Gatos. Hi. Producer for SciShow and SciShow Tangents.
1: Yeah. I'm, yes. 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 Tuna. I'm not a producer, but I do work on those you
0: things. You do work on those yeah. things. Yes. <laughs> Tuna. Hi. <laughs> hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty. All right. How are and you? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm I was sick. out sick yesterday, but I feel fine today. That's weird. Mm. Well, I mean, that's kind of the goal. Yeah. I've never had that happen. When I get sick, I'm sick for a week. Oh, so, Congrats. Maybe I'm going to relapse. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see.
2: You're living the dream right
0: now. Yeah. And yeah. of course, Everyone's Amy Roberts. Everyone's a producer Roberts. today. Everyone's a producer today. Video maker, producer, you produce things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Sure. I, I'm not retitling you. I don't have that <laughs> power. But yeah. Dang it. You're not our boss. <laughs> to, <laughs> me, you're, to me, you're just making stuff. I and am. that's what producers yeah. do. That's so. Me.
2: Hello. Hello. How Hi. are you? I am. I am well. How are you? I'm fine.
0: That's good. <laughs> I was talking to Tuna about how I was sick. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. I'm,
0: I'm feeling better today, though. That's I was good. there. Yeah, me I remember too. this. <laughs> you know, sometimes people need a little refresher. Anyway. <laughs> Today, we are talking about one of the classic bad movies of all time. Is that true? Yes, it is. <laughs> huh. Deadly Prey has a huge cult following. Um, and its, uh, its sequel happened, I think, because a lot of the, the, the cult following got together uh, to make it happen. So we're not talking about the sequel. We were just talking about the first one, Deadly Prey, directed by David A. Pryor and starring Ted Pryor. Ted Pryor, of course, starring in this, is the, the most ripped brother you've ever seen. Like, he is ripped in this movie. Danton! <laughs> yes, Danton. You just yell his name a hundred
3: <laughs> times throughout this episode. I do
2: have a lot of questions about that, but we can get to that later. About his name? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so his first name's Mike, right? Yes. Okay. At points they call him Dan, they don't say the full last name. Dan is part of his last name, but not the full last name. A couple of times they call him Dan. By
3: laziness, there's Dan. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. And then
2: there are parts when he's screaming it where it sounds like dancing, like Ted dancing. <laughs> and then there are also parts when he's screaming it where it sounds like Samson. <laughs> and so I didn't know what his name was.
0: Well, we're going to talk about this. I think that has more to do with the sound mix. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Which I'm curious <laughs> <so laughs> to ask Tuna about because our la- last time we were on here, we were talking about a terribly sound mixed yeah. uh, movie, and this, uh, I think, is worse, but-
1: yeah, it but, was budget. but something. yeah,
0: it was something. Uh, so, yeah, but before we get too far into this, we need to do a 60 second plot dump. And that person's going to be Amy because you've never done sweet. one. I
2: wrote it down. Yeah. I'm ready.
0: Cool. So it's
2: not going to be hard.
0: It's <laughs> it shouldn't be like this is a pretty straightforward movie. Not a lot of twists and turns. All right. All right. 60 second plot dump for Deadly Prey in three, two, one.
2: All right, a man named Hogan is training mercenaries by having them hunt uh, kidnapped human beings in the woods or the jungle. Um, They accidentally kidnap a super soldier previously trained by Hogan with an ambiguous name. Uh, I never (laughs) knew what his name was. And uh, tried to hunt him, but instead he picks them off one by one. And then he escapes, but then you take his wife. And so he goes back, but he's wearing pants this time. (laughs) And he teams up with an old army buddy. um, And everyone dies.
0: Yeah, that's much. pretty much it. 30 <laughs> seconds to go. Well done. Thank
2: you.
1: Um, can she store that up for like the next oh, time she yeah. has to do oh, oh, a have a minute, minute get, have a bank?
3: Yeah, yeah. A next man. time you're here you get a minute and a half. Yeah, <laughs> so the next time we talk about a
0: really convoluted movie. Yeah, this <laughs> I'm gonna didn't take have that a 30. whole lot going on. Yeah. It didn't. Okay, so there was a subplot with his wife's father.
2: Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. There's
3: a scene or two with the the his wife's father yeah. that barely goes
0: out. Anywhere. It doesn't. Best performance in the movie, though. He gives a great speech.
2: I would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> My gonna... favorite performance in the movie, which we can talk about later as well, is uh, the. I call him Mr. Businessman. I don't know what his name <laughs>
0: yeah, is. Yeah, I think Mr. Businessman is also pretty good. Yeah. Interesting. The two people we're talking about are both uh, well-known actors. Like, oh, really? they're Well, they yeah. were well-known. So uh, the, f- the father... Mm -hmm. Uh, is Cameron Mitchell who is well known for exploitation films but was a a big name actor in the 50s and 60s -hmm. and uh, he was even uh, how to I think he was he starred opposite how how to marry a millionaire with Lauren Bacall and uh, Marilyn Monroe Uh, like and just good actor like good solid actor Uh, and then by the late 70s and through the 80s he just appeared in schlocky Exploitation movies and, um, you know, it, it very, very strange, including one of the greatest of all time, which is Space Mutiny. Where he was <laughs> oh, yeah. Captain Santa Claus.
1: Oh, that's where. Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: and then the other one's Troy Donahue. Troy Donahue was uh, a heartthrob in the 50s and 60s. He's he, uh, I think his mom was an actor and then he got into acting where he was going to be in sales, but got into acting and um, then again, just had a drinking problem, drug problem, and I wound up in exploitation films again, just because that's where you could get quick paychecks. Uh, so kind of sad story for him. I don't think there was anything particularly sad about Cameron Mitchell. I think this is just where he ended up. But uh, Troy definitely had yeah. some problems. I but, remember Troy Donahue from Greece. As <laughs> for you, Troy Donahue.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like, saw his name. And I was like, I
0: know that name. <laughs> and I had to do some Googling to be like,
3: oh, it's the same guy. Yep, that's yeah. him. That's awesome.
2: Yep. I didn't know that.
0: He yeah. was uh, – so those two are the two heavy hitters. Troy Donahue being in one of the worst – Bad movies from the eighties called Omega Cop, where it oh my god, it's t- it's so bad I don't even think I would have it on this show because Ooh. it's just <laughs> boring, and it's like oh, it's yeah. a karate movie where there's no karate.
1: <laughs> huh, okay. well, is that's there. So like the opposite problem of this movie, kind of. <laughs> well,
0: because like yeah, Omega Cop the the lead actor and the producer is a is Ron Marchini who is like a karate champion. Like he is no joke. And he does no karate in the movie. He just uses a gun. And it's like, "Hmm, what are we (laughs) doing? That's so sad. Yes, it's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's just unfortunate. Anyway, so Deadly Prey. I'm going to start talking about my feelings about this film because I think I'm alone. But we'll (laughs) see. Uh, I find this to be a wildly entertaining film. I, I think everything from the music cues... The music up, cue, the music <laughs> cue, yes,
1: yeah. That I'm pretty sure they may have stolen from MacGyver. I can't. Oh be my sure. God, they might have. <laughs> it sounds remarkably similar.
3: Uh, and if they did steal it, they like held a four track up to the TV. <laughs> like, this is good
0: enough quality. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things, as I was just talking about with that film of Omega Cop, with this film, I I was never bored. Like I was like, look at this streamlined plot. Here's the, the setup and the payoff and we're going for it. There's, it is so incompetently made, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, I am so fascinated by how seriously everyone is taking this. Like it's not, they're not winking at the camera in any of this. Like this is, they, they believe that this is a hard ass action movie. And I don't know. There's something very endearing about that to me. I have some problems with it. Some things that I would love to remove if I could, Um but at the same time i don't know there's this magical thing that happens with this film that like i am constantly entertained like up to matt's favorite part which we'll talk about <laughs> i i just i just I don't know. This movie just whoom, goes right by, and I'm I'm just thrilled to ever watch it. I'm not saying I think it's good. <laughs> I'm saying I really enjoy it, and I enjoy the incompetence of it. Uh, this was, uh, like I said, is a brother team, David and Ted Pryor, and I don't know what the budget was. I tried to look it up, and I could not find any budgetary information on it. This was <laughs> that's been hidden for the good of the uh, public. <laughs> I think so. Like it would not shock me if this was like a hundred thousand dollar movie. Like it's cheap.
1: it's <laughs>
3: cheap and like in my gut says even way less than a hundred thousand but there are some explosions they had to pay for mm-hmm. so there's also a
0: lot of guns and a lot of like uniforms and- I feel like they had access to
3: like an army surplus backlot. Because all of the tanks that are in this movie are just, like, lined up. Oh, yeah, And they're all random tanks from, like, different eras. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, this is, like, a very specific local reference, the Miracle of America Museum here yeah. in Montana, where it's just a guy who had a bunch of tanks. And I was just like, <laughs>
1: yeah, sure, you can shoot your movie here. It's, and I've been on projects that have shot in places like that. And this looks very much like that. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It,
0: it looks like a few dads were like, hey, want to make an army movie this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and one of those dads is ripped beyond belief. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're oh, like clearly
2: casting. he's the only one
0: with his shirt off in this movie.
3: The
2: casting call was just like, do you have muscles? That's fine. That's good. <laughs> That's Tom. all you need. Ya. We Do you have to act? No. Yeah. <laughs> Army experience, up. not Never.
3: necessary. No. Do <laughs> no. you need to know like how to hold a gun and look convincing? No. No. <laughs> well, and it
0: starts with, I'm not a gun guy, okay? But I do... I grew up around guns, so when they're cocking the guns at the beginning, there's this opening montage of Whoa. them loading and cocking guns, and every time they cock the gun, a bullet gets spit out, because that's what happens, and I'm like, why are you just wasting?
3: It's like the opening
0: credits of Batman and Robin. Yes! But Not longer,
3: as charming. Not as charming, and it's just the same thing happening yep. every time. It's like if the opening credits of Batman and Robin were just the bat nipples. Yep. Like just George Clooney's bat chest. 12 times in a row, but with the same intensity building.
2: I'm pretty sure a couple of clips they just reused. Yes, I think they did.
0: I think they did. I think they absolutely (laughs) did. But but god damn it I love that it's just hilarious to me and the seriousness with which they do it and that poster Matt's looking at the poster right now that poster is awesome there
3: are a few posters for this movie which one
0: <laughs> is surprising yep. because who did they
3: pay to make these <laughs> and two there are varying degrees of intense well this one show this to everybody this it's is the like more like typical one just the <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Is, his little right. jorts it looks uh, like
1: the you know on like when the Atari was out or like this first yeah. Nintendo and yes. it's like yep The action game where it's like, oh, you're this big, beefy, muscly man. And then it's like five pixels. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
3: It's like the, I I think the cover of Contra (laughs) is like pretty much like that (laughs) Deadly Prey poster. And then you look at the game, you're like,
1: well, I guess that's the same guy. Right. (laughs) Which is kind of the same experience with the movie where it's like, yeah, I mean, that guy is there technically. He's got the mullet. Yeah. He's He's got the knife
0: shoved into his belt. He did not. Decapitate anyone though.
3: Yeah, there is a poster where he's holding Thornton's head, yeah, like full head. <laughs> and then there's another one that looks like Crocodile Dundee two poster. Oh my god, it does. That's the one that's on in Amazon. The city. He's just like standing huh. in front of a skyscraper, and I'm like, Yeah, what? When did this didn't occur? <laughs> Like, there's no I Lost World Jurassic Park you, though, 2 where they end up in the city at the end of it. I think that's a better movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if you want to make a sequel to Deadly Prey and do Jurassic Park 2 and be like, <laughs> this time we're in the concrete jungle.
1: Like, <laughs> you're <Sure>. gonna die. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so, anyway, I really enjoy it. I think it's a great <laughs> example of a of an entertaining bad movie. But I don't think everyone agrees. Let's, Amy, let's start with you.
2: Okay. There were parts of it that I did really enjoy. I did find the opening montage very amusing. Like I said, I think they reused some clips. I thought the music was hilarious. Every time that one music cue came in, (laughs) I just started laughing. Mm. (laughs) They just used it so many times. And Um, and
0: inappropriate times. Yes! (laughs) And they, they pan up to him and he's being all covert in the in the tree and it's completely silent. And they pan up and he's in the tree.
2: Ban dan dan. <laughs> so yeah, that all made me laugh. Um, I loved, I loved Mr. Businessman. Um, he
0: <laughs> business business
3: business. Yeah, <laughs> he... I'm not paying you to. Kill people, I'm bang you did
2: you
0: maybe train things. way <laughs> too much performance into that. yeah He's,
2: that's fair. I wrote that I thought he sounded like one of those computer generated voices. It sounded like <laughs> yeah. they adR him with a computer voice the whole time. and it reminded me of this game I used to play as a girl, um American Girl doll premiere. and you could write your own plays. I won't get into it too much. <laughs> I did a lot of them, but it explains a lot about me. Um, I
0: don't know. This sounds like way better than the games I played. It was
2: great. <laughs> so. But you could like type up stuff and the voice would be like, hello, yes, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he sounded like one of those robot voices. I was like, what is this? Did yeah, they he make sounds this like using
0: text-to-speech. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> whole time? Uh, you have to understand. <laughs> I'm not paying you to. It's weird.
2: It was so. Like, I wrote down that I thought that he got 80 yard with the robot voice, and then I was like, it's the 80s. Probably not, but maybe. Yeah.
3: No, <laughs> we but I can afford robots. <laughs> yeah. It was a low budget
0: movie.
1: No, I, but, like, there were a couple of people where it would. Uh, I was like, are those all those characters eighty yard by the same guy? Well, the one where they ask, <laughs> "Where?
0: The, why are you here? What? Do you, what, what are yeah, you here for?" Yeah. And one guy says, "The money." And the next one says, "What about you? The money." It's the
1: same voice. For, well, it's yeah, it sounded like the same guy. Only it was like, okay, do one voice now. Like <laughs> do one that's like a little bit higher pitch. And he's like, "The money," and it's like, <laughs> no, that's the same guy.
0: That's. I think it
1: was. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, that's well, that the only line me. that
0: one dude has. <laughs> I like to think of this entire movie is dubbed by one person. <laughs>
1: I mean, they that's just that's, and that's, a robot. That's,
3: that's their Manos. voice acting real.
0: <laughs> Manos: The Hands of Fate is like two people maximum yeah. that does yeah. all of that. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, that's fine.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. So there, th- like, I liked that. Um, I was like, confused by a lot of things, <laughs> and I, I, I will say I did find large swaths of it kind of boring. Mm, okay. Um because it just was like <laughs> it was like okay, he's slowly picking people off. I get it. But then that was the whole movie.
0: <laughs> it is the whole movie. <laughs>
2: and I kept waiting for like For there to be stakes, and I guess like the wife kind of added stakes, but
0: in the most clumsy, awful way possible. Right. The wife adds stakes.
2: Kind of, yeah. And like you don't know who he is. Like your intro shot to him, he's asleep on a (laughs) waterbed.
0: If you didn't already know, it was the '80s. Here's a
1: waterbed. It's the most film school shot I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like I remember being in classes. I think this was even before I took your classes, Mm -hmm. Nick. But I remember being there and somebody was like, oh, yeah, you can't have a shot of like an alarm clock or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really understand the logic behind that mm-hmm. <laughs> till years later. And I'm like, oh, yeah. OK, that's why we were not allowed is because otherwise every single person would have that same terrible shot of like somebody laying in bed. It because <laughs>
0: it, it becomes it comes from a, a problem solving and storytelling <clears throat> place. You have to, you know, if you as a filmmaker are like, OK, I have to let people know what time of day it is where the person is, and a little bit of who they are. And I think a lot of us feel like the most who we are is when we wake up in the morning. Mm. Um, and so that's a lot of times storytelling, that's what you get, but that's why you see it. So it's kind of a crutch for people to just like, here's an alarm clock, they're waking up, and it feels like you're starting the day with this character's
1: main character. Right, here he and is brushing his teeth, making coffee. Like, yeah, exactly, okay. cool. and cool.
0: taking out the church.
1: Man. And so it's... <laughs> right. um, and getting abducted.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> just a
3: typical Monday in the life of Mike Danton.
2: Danton, Samson. <laughs>
3: Danton is Mike Danton Better
0: Samson.
2: That would have been amazing.
0: <laughs> Deadly Samson. Um... Okay, yeah, a little bit
2: boring. Yeah, I just think, like, I kept waiting for something to happen.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs)
2: Like a plot to happen? It also,
0: like, hits the same beats. Like, it's the same. (laughs) So, for me, that's fine, because I have the perfect attention span for that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can watch all of these films and, you know, be, oh, is he going to make it? You know, so, but that's me, but I can understand other people being like, Yeah. yeah, we saw him take out five people. I and also like didn't anything? really
2: care about him that much. Like we we're not really shown a ton about who he is. So like I hoped he survived. But if he didn't, I would have been like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay>. oh damn, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> 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 um, I was also confused as to why these mercenaries had tanks.
3: Or what their goal was at all, really. Yeah, it was like yeah. money,
2: but from who?
3: Dictators <laughs> somewhere who will potentially
0: hire us to solve problems.
2: I just don't know what was happening. Right. Well,
0: and I think there's a whole other conversation about, first of all, who is he recruiting? Because at the beginning, they just all seem like hillbillies. Yeah, Because they're all chasing the guy going, what? You know, and waving their guns, and right. and then the one du- the one businessman at the beginning that they have kidnapped, <laughs> taking oh, the away their shoes. Man. Yeah, yeah, the original businessman that they're all chasing down because this is a uh, uh, most dangerous game, right?
1: Yeah. Or, oh yeah, that guy looks like Dan from the Slow Mo Guys. It, yes, he, he does. Look like yeah. Dan. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how old is he? <laughs> is he in this movie? Dan <laughs>
0: would have whipped all their asses. Dan yeah. was in the. Definitely. Dan was in the military. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like this one guy takes out one of these mercenaries with a rock.
3: I thought yeah. that
0: dude was our main character for sure. Because one, he's a
3: badass. Like, he takes a grenade to the leg and he's just like, I'm fine. And keeps running. And then he takes out a dude with a rock. And yeah, I I was like, okay. Either these army guys are the main characters or that guy's the main character because that's it's a weird way to shoot this film but I'm, that's the way I'm following it. And then neither one was true. Yeah, Which is no. a sign of a bad movie. And two, like... Why was that guy so good?
2: (laughs) My favorite thing about him is he comes across like a tree that's laying like horizontally and he leans against it to rest. And then, but it's not like on the ground. It's like elevated somehow. It's still hanging off of something. And then all of a sudden he he, like jumps up on top of it and tries to go over it instead of going under (laughs) it or around it. (laughs) See, like stuff like that I really enjoyed. It was, that was great. (laughs)
0: It's those moments of stupidity.
2: Yeah. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? It's
0: that
3: thing of like, okay, so in this scene, you're going to jump over the tree. He's like, well, why would I do that? Don't worry. We're going to shoot
0: it in a way. No one will even
3: notice. It'll look
2: so cool. He just kind of like flops.
0: (laughs) This is the thing, though. This is something that because an actor isn't looking through the lens. An actor may bring you something like that and say, oh, what if I climbed over it? you know, because I'm so scared or whatever. And a good director is going to have to go, mm, that's not going to work for a bunch of different reasons. But really, I need you to go under it because mm-hmm. it, through the lens, it looks silly or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Um, and hopefully you can work with them and say it better than I just said right there. But <laughs> that makes me think that the the, the guy actually told him, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I should totally climb <laughs> over this because I'm so freaked out. And
1: then they don't. Well, and I think that's like, very in- or like very encapsulates the movie pretty well mm-hmm. because even the the I forget the actors' names the actual good actors everything they did seemed marred by how much trust an actor has to place in the director and the cinematographer yeah. and everyone else and even good actors i mean the speech was good relatively but I don't know that I would call it like. No, 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 no.
0: I don't mean good like good. good. I, mean, <laughs> right, right. I mean good like this is amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was like by the time he gets to the end of that and then just shoots him. <laughs> right. Like Cameron Mitchell gives this long. It's our two good actors. So you have Cameron <laughs> Mitchell who's giving a speech to, to business, bad businessman, right. Troy Donahue. And he said and he just gives this long speech. He doesn't even know who he is.
2: That's the cop speech, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I read that. was like what is this cop monologue? We're
0: down there with the filth and yeah, yes.
2: twenty-seven years. Yeah.
0: And there ain't no music down there, and it's like
2: (laughs) nobody's (laughs) dancing. What?
0: (laughs) Like, and then he shoots him, and
3: then he just (laughs) shoots him. He just (laughs) kills a man who he's never met, (laughs) no, and doesn't even get a chance to defend himself or anything. And this is like literally the scene after we see Bad Businessman say, "I don't want you killing anybody." Right? Like he just like yes, he's been facilitating this awful thing for a while, so yes, he is to blame. But he had a scene just before this saying like. I don't want you killing anybody. And the next scene, he gets murdered. Like, <laughs> and I think we're supposed to think that's good. Oh, there's a lot of like those types of moments in here where I'm like, I think we're supposed to feel this way. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel that way.
2: I also really loved there was a scene where the same cop character um, – like, points a gun at somebody and says, friend or foe. <laughs> and I think he says, friend, and he says, liar. And he <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and I'm nothing... a fr-
0: no, the line is, I'm a friend. You're a liar. <laughs>
2: and there's yeah. nothing to indicate that he is lying. <laughs> and if you were going to shoot him anyway, why ask? <laughs> why ask?
0: That's the thing, right? It's like he's in his own action movie. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think he
0: just likes to hear himself talk. <laughs> yeah, like that would be me if I were an old action hero I would just be like hey I gotta give a speech
1: well and I almost think it strikes me as oh we need somebody who knows what they're doing to be in this movie like we need a name to be able to sell yeah. uh, w- with this movie like yeah so I mean, let him let him just run around with a shotgun maybe, that is, like, maybe... you know have him like hunker down on that tank like he's sidling up to a bar after work <laughs> like Sure, let him do whatever, and <laughs> whatever we'll use his name to sell everything. Tuna, you had an interesting tweet. I, <laughs> You said this. you've never 540'd. I, s- I have never 540'd yeah. on a movie harder than this. Piece of on media. Any piece of media.
3: I like that you have a list of things you 540'd on before, though. I, I <laughs> mean, I'm <laughs> sure is there's like-
1: some, but like, holy crap, man. I was in love with this movie for like the first two thirds. This was one of the greatest things I've ever seen because it's so, it's like, at one point I started thinking like, oh, maybe I should have researched this first because it seems like if you had... Let a couple of twelve year olds win a contest to yeah. have their script written. Yeah. And I was like, this is hilarious and off like everything is off but but then like it gets made by the PAs from MacGyver. Like nobody <laughs> yeah. who actually did anything. But like it was they've made been just around it to the just right enough.
3: of the set of MacGyver. Yeah.
1: Like just that cheesy eighties, like, let's yeah, let's throw in explosions and whatnot and Oil was, him up. Yeah. Yeah. Here let's just have a dude run around in his underwear with a knife for like thirty minutes. Eat a worm. It was... yeah eat the worm. He definitely insisted on that. Yeah. He definitely did. There was no reason for that to go on as long as it did. He also resorts to eating worms
3: and rats in, like, five hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's been in the woods for, like, five, six hours. He's
0: like, I'm gonna right. die out of here. He also knows where he is.
3: Yes. He, yeah.
1: He very... E-
0: uh, a- Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to me. Tuna.
1: Sorry. It's, oh, no, it's just... I was so into it, and then... I had that 540 moment where it was, I mean, like I had stopped the movie in multiple places to rewatch things because I loved them so much (laughs) where Hogan's sitting out there and like leaning up against a pole and like lamenting life. And he's like, those bastards, those stupid, dumb bastards. It was, that's when I thought like a 12 year old wrote this, like all the one liners in this movie are amazing because they're not one liners but they're delivered like one-liners. Mm-hmm. And like it's they're like, really supposed to Yeah. <laughs> everybody's acting like this is well-written. Like everybody's just given it their all. In but that it's nonsense. Scene.
3: Oh, it's so good that scene cuz he's just talking and there's his, his <laughs> companion lady is standing next to him and she says at one point he went through our men like they were toy soldiers. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, the writer definitely thought like he like wrote that line and like sat back like
1: this will be my Oscar. (laughs) And, oh, I just loved every minute of it. And then we got to the scene where they go to kidnap his wife. And that was the funniest thing I had ever seen where it's like this 10, 15 second shot of like a door that's not closed very well, but like like you can kind of see through the crack where the door isn't meeting the jam and like it's wiggling real hard, like clearly somebody's trying to get in for way too long on this shot and then it cuts to a shot of the wife, like deer in the headlights and then a split second later, she just like does this big wiggle and like two deer in the headlights (laughs) and it was the most like weirdly overacted thing I'd ever seen. And then the next scene of the movie just completely destroyed everything, and I enjoyed everything less because of it. I don't even want to talk about no, it. No, yeah, I mean that's, that's the
0: thing that I would like to remove. That's
1: yeah. that that scene just completely obliterated any enjoyment I had. I mean, so well, it was like that's the five forty is because it yeah. just didn't turn me one eighty. It was like I went from the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life to like. I don't know if I can finish this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, It's uh, it's pretty bad. It's uh, for exploitation films of that era. It's amazing to me that it was not that what we're talking about is a implied rape scene.
3: Not yes,
0: uh, yes. It's you, not, say, you say implied because it's off screen, it's off yes. camera, but it is it, uh, it, not implied in the fact that it does happen. No, it because it does they happen. Yes. Say it two yes. seconds yes. later, that and, and even and even that the way that happens is really like. Even though this movie's stupid, that moment where she is telling her dad that they raped her is heartbreaking and mm-hmm. awful,
2: in a way that's it's, like,
0: well, this isn't. The movie was fun, and now it's now it's not now well, because it, yeah. I don't think they wrote that. In
3: a heartfelt way, I think they wrote that in an expositional way yeah. of like her dad needs to find out so that he'll try and murder them, yeah, mm-hmm. and then he'll just die immediately because that's what happens to characters in this movie is they just yeah. die without ever having any satisfaction for their plot line at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like, yeah, I think that it comes across that way because we are empathetic humans, well, but I don't thank think the, you. the writers. <laughs> were empathetic humans. No. I think they wrote it, that purely n- so she could say what happened.
1: Right, and it it's, comes off as clumsy and like, mm-hmm. I don't want to use the term earned, but like there's a gravity to that that is not present in anything in this movie. No. Let alone that. That's and why the movie's
0: kind of fun like for me is because there's no gravity right. to anything. Th- that was it's, the
1: joy of everything else, but then putting this in it was just like not, I I don't know, I can't remember if it was, This podcast or snark squad pod, Mm -hmm. but I remember hearing about like, oh yeah, this is used as a crutch as like a horrible thing. And it's like that completely ignores the reality of it in a way that's just not like perpetuates that sort of rape culture. And it's awful.
0: It is awful. And, and, you know, I'm not defending the, the era because I think that was a bad a bad thing that was present in a lot of movies. Oh yeah, um, I mean yeah, <laughs> especially in that era in exploitation cinema. I'm not saying this is also part... not just an exploitation cinema that we have found. Well, it's a good point. From watching some other movies yeah. for this
3: podcast, like even in Highlander, the, yeah, it's present. Yes, and it's like uh, it was just an easy trope to throw into your movie to give your hero motivation. It's to raise
0: the stakes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's to unnecessary.
3: Show, it's to both give your a good guy, another reason that he wants to kill the bad guy, and it's to make your bad guy look like an even worse bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and nine, the woman is
1: just a prop to yep.
3: be used, in and that then process. she's
1: just shot in
3: the face, yeah. That's like the rape scene, uh, like, is bad enough in this movie, but the fact that they don't give her any sort of like comeuppance, she doesn't get to stab Hogan or get revenge, literally. She is a prop, and she just gets shot and discarded. And even the main character doesn't seem to care that much because he's not even there trying to save her when she gets shot. He's
0: he's trying to get
3: there. Yeah, he seems real lost for a guy who's, like, run through the jungle for 12 hours and been stalking every other human, but he can't run to the one man who's yelling out his name repeatedly. <laughs> like, he's been fighting everyone yeah. for two days without any clues and the one guy who's yelling out his name one it's bad filmmaking because also in that scene as he's trying to get to her it shows him running in every possible direction into the woods and so it looks like he's just double back like going like oh wait no I think it was this way oh wait no and so it's like a weird comic farce moment and so it's up to his best friend guy to come in and save the day and he doesn't for no reason yeah yeah There's no
1: reason in that scene that she dies. I mean, so my overall impression, like, if it weren't for that, like.
0: The third act of the film.
1: Even, like, I mean, because there's a lot of, like, relics of that era, and it's like, okay, I can look past, not look past, but, like, I can deal with a lot of stuff. But, like, the two minutes around that was just, like, two bridges too far, and I could not. If it weren't for those two minutes, this would have made it onto my, like, I'm showing this to people. Like, this is a regularly, I'm busting this out when people, when I find out they haven't seen it.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Even down to the, like, I don't know if it, I don't think it was just me, but the Prime, the Amazon Prime version of it, had artifacts from the VHS.
2: Oh, it had so many glitches. (laughs) It
1: was, like, there was, it was so ridiculously, like, 80s. Oh, that, yeah and I was so into it mm-hmm. right up until then.
0: Yeah. I think that's true for most people that watch this if they're enjoying it at all it's that moment where you go, "Oh, okay. Well, yep. this is no longer this is no longer fun." And I don't mean to say that in a way of like, "Don't take my fun away," you know, mm-hmm. by this horrible thing. No, it's and it's awful and it's it makes you feel bad. But it is like that is the moment when the movie turns and just becomes mm-hmm. a different weird movie. Yes. Yes. It does conclude though with your favorite part, Matt. My favorite part of the whole movie. Yes. Yes.
3: It and it. and so, so before we get there, yeah. though, tell us about your yeah. experience with this movie. <laughs> I mean, pretty much the same. I think it's pretty <laughs> similar to you guys of just like, I did find it, I think I'm more on Amy's side than on Tuna's side, where I found it largely boring, just most of it. I was into maybe the first 10, 15 minutes of like, okay, I kind of see what this could be. Like, it's just dumb. Like you said, like two kids playing with action figures and just like smashing (laughs) them together and be like, no, my name's Mike Denton. I'm going (laughs) to beat up (laughs) your, your army man. And that's kind of what it feels like. And it just like, yeah, for one, any sort of liking I had for the film immediately went away with that scene as well. Um, and from then, on, I had a really hard time paying attention. As much as I was already kind of bored by it, for the, like the repeated plot structure of like, okay, so he left, and then he's gonna come back and do the <laughs> same thing.
0: But now we didn't he's got mention a that friend. There's at one point in he he gets out of being tied up, and he just walks home. So <laughs> yeah. this this is one of my biggest gripes
3: with the whole thing is the geography of this because they lay it out very clearly. When they say, like, where are we? And he's like, 75 miles southeast <laughs> of Los Angeles. And I'm like,
1: that's very specific. Yeah, right. So yeah. still Los Angeles, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we do have to pay travel days because this is outside of the 30-mile yeah. zone. So.
3: But it was... That alone was like, okay, don't need to be that specific, I guess. (laughs) You just say somewhere outside Los Angeles. That would work. It would have also fixed the problem. It would also (laughs) fix the problem that he just apparently walks quickly (laughs) from one to the next. And yeah, because there's a couple of problems with the geography where they go and they kidnap his wife. And then that's around the same time he's escaping. Yeah. And so he gets back home and she's no longer there. But the the accomplice, the woman accomplice of Hogan's, is there waiting for him because they knew he escaped, I guess, and they also knew exactly when he would arrive because the moment he gets there, the phone rings and she's like, "It's for you."
2: No, they <laughs> were calling every two minutes. <laughs> the only explanation. Like, is he there yet? Didn't. No,
3: he's not here yet. Try again. All right. <laughs> um, but that scene in particular, because I he walked there, uh. Like I guess he yep. must have walked home whatever he gets on the phone with Hogan and he's like we have your wife meet me tomorrow morning or something like that he's like where it's like, <laughs> well <laughs> if I had to guess Mike where do you think <laughs> probably where you right. were just
0: kidnapped yeah that back um, lot with all the tanks yeah, yeah. <laughs> the place where they have all the weapons yeah and
3: but Hogan says like oh she'll bring you the lady whose name I can't remember
0: mm-hmm. like oh, she have a name
2: yeah, he, she he, has a camo diaper, so hopefully. <laughs> oh. But he
0: he says you like, don't oh. want to mix those up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he says she'll bring you here, and he's like, "Oh, right, whatever." whatever. And then he shoots her. A think, lot of you know, times, yeah, I like
2: think, in the face for no presumably. real
0: reason. He shoots her. I mean, what reason? She is one of the bad guys
1: Yes And he
0: is very angry
1: He's also killed several of them Yeah If I
3: remember correctly The ones with guns trying to kill him uh, To She Apparently only Is the only person who knows the way (laughs) That he Where he needs to go Well no He walked He just walked back Yeah but he didn't know that apparently. <laughs> he asks where they were supposed to meet. So if they were like, "Oh, the Burger King on yeah. 5th." Like Yeah. That he wouldn't have known that. <laughs> Instead, he's just like, "I guess I'll go back to where I was. She's probably there." <laughs> I could have right. assumed that.
1: Yeah. But it uh, feel yeah. like cause and effect maybe didn't doesn't set in for twelve-year-olds quite yet. Yeah, no.
3: I think yeah. Mike Dan
0: is a very dumb man.
1: Yeah, and
0: yeah. oh no, I agree. I think it's interesting because I think the the uh, I think his wife is played to be a little dumb because she's way smarter than him. Well, <laughs> yes, but like in the conversation she's having with her father. The way he's getting information out of her, he's like he's talking to, to, a, uh, child. to yeah. a child. To a child, because wh- she says something about the license plate, and he's like,
3: "Are you sure, honey? Yeah. Are you sure movie. that was it?" The treated like a yeah. child. That the entire movie.
1: scene, like, was that necessary? Like, no. you're trying to figure out numbers. <laughs> like, what was going on?
3: It would have been necessary had it led to anything ever. <laughs> anything. But the problem with the so-called subplot that we mentioned earlier, <laughs> yeah. with, uh, his wife and the dad, is like it's set up. It's like a scene dropped in the middle of Mike being kidnapped and it's those two talking about like, okay, so did you see the license plate? See who did it? You did. Cool. I've got friends on the force. I used to be a cop. I'm going to go talk to them and get this figured out. And so I was like, okay, I didn't love that scene, but if eventually he and some cops show up at this camp and there's like a gunfight, a battle or whatever, sure, it worked. He went to his friends on the force. They figured it out. But apparently he just didn't do that and decided, I can take care of this on my own and just <laughs> go shoot one guy who re- wasn't really even directly involved and then dies.
2: Also, how does he find them with the partial license plate? He's just like, he has a smeller for it. He's like, I, I can smell the car. I'm just going to follow my nose. Like and how his did he plan find plan
3: was to just go, I'm going to go lay on the street. Until one of them hopefully (laughs) drives by. I forgot about that. Yeah, and they'll drive by. I was so confused. And these murderous mercenaries will be empathetic enough to stop and make sure I'm okay, Mm -hmm. and then I'll shoot them. Yep. That was his whole plan. That was his whole plan. And then he dies immediately
2: after that. Yes, he does.
0: He takes out two of them. My point there was though that I think that Danton is just as dumb as her, if not dumber. Like his his. No one in this movie is smart. (sighs) <sighs> I'm trying to think of a smart That character. was also part of my problem
3: oh, is like everyone made the worst decision at all times. Like the only times we see, uh, again, going back to your MacGyver theory, the only time <laughs> we see some smartness from Mike Danton is when he's like setting up traps in the jungle because he like booby traps the entire jungle.
1: <laughs> the <apparently>. entire. <laughs> like no yeah. square foot unturned. But yeah. the
3: first like in the first sort of half hour, 40 minutes of the movie, he does some traps that we don't see him set up. But apparently he sets them up in, like, five minutes because he, like, just runs away. And the next thing we see is, like, he's in the ground. And like yeah. He's underground just grabbing people. There was
2: one point. There was the first one where he's, like, in, like, a little – and it's like, okay, maybe that was a hole. But there's one <laughs> later in the second half where he's, like, in a dugout trench with, like, a woven thing on top yeah. of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what? It's, and also the physics of those traps. like The physics they, of
3: everything in this movie. I, the grenades are apparently either really powerful or not powerful, because some people like get hit with a grenade and they nothing. run away, yeah, and then other people get hit with grenades and we never see them again. Well, no, Danton gets hit with a grenade and kind of falls down. Yeah, right. It's and a, that's the it. same guy like at the the beginning of the movie who got hit with a grenade and then just kept yeah, running away. Fine. But there's lots of the bad guy soldiers who get hit with grenades well, and just stay down.
0: The one in the the tent. His head was on a grenade, to be fair. But, but it, <laughs> when they turn around, the explosion is, like,
1: huge. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's, again, my theory that this was written by 12-year-olds yeah. is it, it's, it's all of that. There's no sense of conflict or pacing or mm-hmm. what is the purpose of yeah. this happening. It's all, oh, he's a badass action guy. just say some stuff and then he can do some action things again. And we're just supposed to buy
3: into the the conflict between Hogan and Danton that happened at some point. And really the conflict (laughs) is that they know each other, he trained him, yeah. Uh, as he so eloquently tells us in the film. <laughs> yeah.
2: In the trailer too. it was my favorite part of the trailer. Yeah.
3: Amy, would you like to do a reenactment for sure, us? Sure, I
2: have it written down in all caps <laughs> Let me find it real quick. Um, they're like they're like, oh, do you know him? And he's like, know him. Dramatic head turn. I trained him.
1: <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs>
0: well, and I like when he walks up to see it's two dead guys. They're just dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he looks at him and goes, I know this style.
2: It's <laughs> my style. And I wrote what? Like, <laughs> Shot in the neck. That's how I
0: shoot him.
3: <laughs> Dead
2: person style? Dead person what style? What is the about? style? <laughs> yeah. Like, it I wasn't like that. they
0: were hung up on trees and skinned.
3: No, there also, was no, like,
2: calling card, nothing. nothing.
0: Is there only one person that was ever in that same training class? Which makes me think he's not good at training people. Danton just happened to be have a natural aptitude oh my God. for this. Yeah, <laughs> I love <laughs> When he does come back after uh, he finds...
3: After he murders that lady and finds out they've kidnapped his wife, he like gets together his ammo and his <laughs> knives and his machete and his dynamite with a clock on it. <laughs> did I... I was, to be fair, not paying attention. Did he use that dynamite at all? Oh, did he? I don't remember. No,
2: he used, like, the... C whatever, C four, and he
3: brought like a, a billion grenades to use, mm-hmm,
2: but he never used. The but he
3: brings like a cartoonish looking stack acne, of dynamite with yeah. an alarm clock like <clears throat> taped to it,
2: I and I don't think he ever did. That.
3: I don't think he ever uses that, and that was like Chekhov's dynamite. It was just, like, it
2: was a long shot. Yeah, I was like, like, like oh, they made a that big dynamite deal uh-huh.
3: about him bringing that dynamite, and I was waiting <laughs> for like the last thing it was like as Hogan walks away, he's just chucks this dynamite at him <laughs> or something but nothing comes of it and so no. that upset me but to get to my wrap up here and to nick mentioning my favorite part of the movie uh is it's when amazing a, is when a dude beats another dude with his own <gasps> arm
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I do love that. He, he walks oh, up
3: man. and chops off his arm very easily with a machete yeah. and then
0: Takes his arm and he's like, well. <laughs> and just starts beating him with well, so he his own arm. So just watched him murder his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he runs up to him and the dude empties his gun directly at Danton. And oh, yeah. Ugh,
3: he just mm-hmm. shot a lady yeah. who was like four or five feet away from him. Right in the face. One shot, one kill, boom, done. Mm-hmm. And then he turns immediately and Danton's running at him. And he starts firing like an entire clip, the yep. rest of the clip, I guess. And doesn't hit him once. And
0: and Danton is very close.
2: I have a theory about this, oh. and it, it has photographic evidence. Oh,
0: um, is he okay. a ghost?
2: No, <laughs> I think. Really,
0: I, we were all D- Danton.
2: <laughs> I think he's part. I don't know. What do you see in this photograph?
0: <laughs>
2: His nipples are glowing. Yes. Why are his nipples Uh glowing? I don't know, but I think that has something to do with why he can take a full clip of (laughs) (laughs) bullets and be fine. Uh Uh They're glowing. Oh, we're putting that up on Patreon. I can send it to you. But yeah, like, like, vibrantly glowing. They're like when you it see a raccoon v- at night. Yes. <laughs> he's so distracted. I was like, what is happening? His nipples can see in the dark. <laughs> yeah. So what is oh, your
0: theory it's, though?
2: It's, it, yeah, I don't know if he's not human. Well, is is he super, a metal man?
0: If he's a super soldier. Yeah. yeah. Mm. If he had the Steve Rogers serum.
2: Yeah, Knowing he has, I he has built um, adamantium <laughs> in his nipples.
0: Just his nipples. Not adamantium. <laughs> Vibranium. Vibranium. <Yeah. laughs> so when he's getting <laughs> shot wrong. at he has to aim his nipples <laughs> at the bullets. <laughs>
1: yeah. That actually works, <laughs> right? Because he's
0: running really weird. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He's like, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. so Nailed
0: maybe. It. Oh man, you could be right. Anyway, <laughs> I think. I, so I hope you. That changes everything. <laughs> it's a totally different movie. So he runs up, and he doesn't have a gun anymore. So he takes out the machete. And he grabs the dude's gun hand and just hauls off and chops his arm off. It worked so well. Oh, man. Like, it just falls off. It was
2: yeah. like the Monty Python scene with the knight. is <laughs> yeah. what it reminded yeah. me of. just basically touched yeah. the
0: shoulder and the arm
3: falls <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oh, and then he scalps him.
2: Oh, yeah. I wrote, Whoa. what? No. Ew. Ew. Why? Yeah.
3: Well, because they linger for so long on him, like, holding his head and the knife to his head. You're just like, it's going to happen. Is gonna happen, and they pan out because obviously they didn't have the budget to make that special effect. Right. Yeah, so they just like pan out, and then he pulls up a scalp, yeah. perfectly
0: scalped.
2: Yeah, but then Yikes. they don't do anything. Like he throws it at Hogan, and it yeah. kind of just looks like 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 a deflated balloon. It's like yeah, <laughs> I and like Hogan has
3: this moment where he's like, huh, "Thornton," like <laughs> it's like he knows I know this scalp.
2: Yeah. I was like, "What is the point of this? Why is this happening it's, to me?" It's one of those things that's
0: like in the hands of a better screenwriter and a better uh, director, you know, better filmmakers in general, it could be kind of Shakespearean, right? Like, I guess. you know, was it? Is it in, uh, I asked, I'm looking at You're you. You're asking
3: me because yeah. Devin yeah, knows these thing. Know, <laughs> I do not
0: know what she knows. Um, I don't know. what of you two might know, I think it's in Titus Andronicus where, well, that's a. That I do know that's a brutal play. <laughs> yeah. It's a brutal play, but where one, a, a king is forced or not forced, but tricked into eating his own child.
2: It sounds Um, pretty Shakespearean. It's very Shakespearean, but like you can
0: have that and then you have to have the realization. And I think there's even something like that in Game of Thrones. Um, But yes, there is. I was trying to follow. I was like, is he going to eat the scalp? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's the moment. It's the moment where you you have the, what the hell is that? And I was like, that's your best guy. You know? (laughs) know. There's like the Hot
3: Shots Part Deux version of this (laughs) is like he's looking for a toupee and he gives him that. (laughs) He's like, it fits pretty nicely.
2: (laughs) <laughs> just clean off the blood. He'll never know.
3: <laughs> no, in that movie they would not clean yeah. off the blood, and he just wouldn't notice. Jeff, yeah, not Jeff Bridges, Lloyd Bridges yeah. would be wearing that too. I almost recommend that was almost gonna be my real good was Hot Shots Part Deux, but there's no way that movie holds up in any regard. Actually, some of it does, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's gotta be racist. It's gotta be sexist. It's gotta be homophobic. That's just that oh, movie. Yeah, I I haven't seen it in probably right. 20 years. Yeah, that's but a good
0: point. Gonna be, I bet. 50 bucks on all of those things <laughs> But it is also yeah. strangely like that is also A Rambo rip off yeah. Well mm-hmm. that is a Rambo spoof Pastiche, Pastiche. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta use that word When it's <laughs> part de That's true <laughs> good point yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> while you're carrying around your attaché, I <laughs> think
0: we have a whole rainbow of opinions on this on on this movie. Yeah, bad, 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 good. No, <laughs> it's a very boring rainbow. No, 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 <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Wildly entertaining, but bad. Yeah,
1: like. Well, I, to be fair, again, if it were not for that one single scene, I would be 100 yeah. on Nick's if side. This movie was this. all limb beating. Like, I'd
3: be so into
1: it. Yeah, that's the last note I took before that scene took me out of the movie. Was that pants grenade definitely a 12 year old's idea <laughs> because he puts grenade. a grenade in a dude's pants yes he does and explodes the dude's genital
0: yeah like, that's uh, was done much better in tango and cash i enjoy the singular it's... genital you just
3: <laughs> use <using laughs> <it's>...
1: um, <it's... laughs> but it's like that that sort of thing sprinkled throughout the movie like that sort of logic the the right before that my previous note was if we just punch him enough he'll definitely be our friend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's an amazing thing like oh you got to join us you don't want to well we're just going to punch you until you say yet like what why would you let that guy Now that you've punched him, don't let him. Don't put him on your team because he's just going to shoot you when he gets the chance.
0: It's a it's a lack of internal logic that is,
1: and I love it so much (laughs) in
0: a movie this dumb. It works like it's funny (laughs) and it's it's, it it is uh, for me. It's it's for me and tuna. It's funny. Yeah, and it's entertaining. Some
3: of those things are funny. I think if the the movie doesn't know. That it's being funny. No, and, it does not. It That's thinks it's funny, part. but in that sort of like, like the the grenade in the pants <laughs> funny. Where
0: it's like, <laughs> his penis is going to blow up. Well, it also <laughs> thinks it's funny. You were talking about one-liners and, and, oh. and everything. Like, oh, yeah. find it, another work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, what God. does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, um, it's like they're looking for the line that is going to make people laugh, but laugh in the way that Arnold's original I'll be back made people laugh. And they're like, right. oh, 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 you yeah. know, like not not laughing at it, but laughing at the situation that's presented. Like, right. oh, like, man,
3: he's so cool. Yeah. He what is, what is, it is what one Yeah.
0: But this is not like the right. again, Arnold of like the you
3: ugly motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Lion <laughs> and Predator is so good because it's like lightens the
0: mood but it's like the most serious moment of that movie right <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it's a it's, look I, predator is way better like <laughs> i just texted oh, you yeah, that yeah you did i yeah. texted you while i was watching that's, this i was like i'd much rather be watching predator
1: that's i i was pretty sure that the 12 year olds watched predator and that's what inspired this because it even has the like you know the hand like the rah! the um, the, the, the one that got thing? turned into the meme yeah yeah
3: you son of a bitch! All <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Hold on,
3: I want to figure out timeline for this. They came cause... out the same year. Uh, ooh, I Did don't...
1: they? I thought Predator was like eighty one or something.
3: No, no, no. Predator's no? eighty seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it like over a weekend? They decided like, hey, hey, hey Predator just came out. We should make our yeah. movie. No,
1: but I mean, it's it's that exact. It's the exact same shot. But like, if you didn't know what you were doing, trying to recreate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think that's the main thing that I love about this movie is it looks like something I would make. It, it it feels like it, like the should, fact that they tell you. Regret, <laughs> I've seen stuff you've made. Okay, it yeah. would look better now than this. I'm okay, probably better. But like <laughs> when I was at my like most go-gettiness, like yeah, let's make some movies. Like this is the exact kind of thing. This is the movie I would you make. make with your friends when you have a Sony Handycam in yeah. high school.
2: Well, this reminded me a lot of, um, I used to work for a student film festival and- um, Oh
3: my. We got Mm. a lot
2: of movies that the alarm clock scene was one of the things we would do when we were (laughs) pre-screening. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Nope.
2: (laughs) Yep. Um, But yeah, a lot of the lines in this, a lot of the dialogue and a lot of like the weird interactions reminded me of CMF movies that I used to watch.
0: Yeah. Very much. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and it's weird too, because like you can have a scene- in a movie with an alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the end of the... Groundhog Day, one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> right. But like it uses it to really tell the story. And Back to the future. Back to the future. Like, you know, but just to as a crutch is when it doesn't work. And it, if it is probably the first idea that, that occurs to many people, then it's probably not an original idea or a good way to tell the story. Right. It's no.
1: there because it's there like there's no yeah. meaning behind it they, they've they seen it before but they don't understand why they've seen it before right kind of thing mm-hmm. reminds
0: me of um not a great film but a film that i enjoy is uh days of future past x-men days of future past mm-hmm. um, and there's a waterbed in that and it, it's used for f- to to make a joke and to comment about a character really quickly mm-hmm. Because Logan wakes up in the past and he's on a waterbed and he tries to sit up and he can't because <laughs> it's a waterbed. And then he, when he pops his claws, he, he sticks them into the waterbed by accident and then water starts spraying everywhere. So it's used – storytelling, it's used to lighten the mood. It's used to remind you you're in a different time. Like there's a lot going on in that and uh, the writers did a good job with that. So – In here, he's just in a waterbed because that was the 1980s and people had waterbeds. If you thought people were middle-class rich, they had waterbeds. It's also probably the producer's house. It's probably... The producer's house, you guys, or his mom's house.
2: I don't think it was his mom's house because there was a big bottle of lotion next to the bed. (laughs) I don't know if you saw that.
0: You know, (laughs) moms (laughs) use lotion. I was gonna say that doesn't really.
2: That's true. It could go either way. I take it back. You're right.
0: Well, at this point, I would like to move on to how we would each fix this, um, if we could. Uh, Mine's simple. You, you just. I don't like to cut out women for movies, but I think you cut out her being taken and raped and killed. I don't think you touch anything else in this movie because it is perfect. It's, it's so incompetent, so wonderfully, beautifully incompetent. I don't, I think either you burn it down to the ground and start completely over from scratch or you just remove that little piece. And even if, yeah, if you just remove that little piece you could still have every scene in this movie and and make it work and make it be just as incompetent and just as still like, holy shit, he cut his arm off and he's beating him to death with his own arm. So yeah, that's that's it for me. Tuna, what do you think?
1: That's all basically exactly mine is just like get rid of that that one chunk of like the bad part of the eighties and yeah. leave the rest of the eighties in there and like and even like if I like, that—that's my main fix. And then if you were to give me like a bonus fix, it's like, you know, get some like hair metal for the soundtrack. This is basically oh, hair yeah, metal, John point. Wick.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I would like
1: to see that. L- run with a little more like put a couple of rat songs in there find some music that would just drive me crazy especially as it eating a rat as, as, yeah. we were,
0: <laughs> as we were talking about upstairs put some motley crew in there yeah
1: you get all those guys
0: absolutely oh
1: man just like just take the soundtrack
0: from rock of ages and put it on <laughs> yeah. this movie yeah
1: well but, you m- make it
0: dirtier and yeah. that's what hair metal will do to it. It'll make it greasy and right. dirty. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: That's and I mean that's Smelly. but that's icing on the cake. That's yeah. like okay, like if I really had to change something without just being like, "Eh, cut this." Right. But that that's it. I just yeah. Amy?
2: I do not agree. <laughs> 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 but I'm glad you guys loved it so much. Um I I think I could go one of two ways. I think you either add more plot and more more s- stakes of some sort or or just like I just felt like there were so many scenes of just l- like a bunch of dudes running around the woods. <laughs> um <laughs> so I would I would either add add some plot or I also think you could add more of like the cutting off the arm and using it. Cause I really did enjoy, I enjoyed stuff like that. I just didn't feel like there was enough of it. That's and fair. Then, so yeah, I, feel I don't like, disagree with you yeah. There's
3: that. only so many arms in the world, Amy. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have
2: to be all arms, but you know, there's, there's some things you could do that are just like bonkers, like insanity, yeah. fun. Um And then it doesn't really need a plot. Cause it can just be like weird ways to take people out in the jungle, I guess. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the last half of, yeah, Rambo two. <laughs> uh, I mean, like it's our first blood part two. But, um, <laughs> Rambo uh, first blood part two is what it's titled. That's <laughs> almost as bad as Hellbound: Hellraiser two. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd
0: say it's a little worse.
1: <laughs> it's it's
3: yeah, they're is on it, similar yeah. ground. Yeah. They are,
0: but anyway, okay, that's fair. Yeah, Matt. This might be my weirdest fix This might be your weirdest
3: Ooh. fix. Matt be my weirdest fix. <laughs> I like it. I like. I sound like those hillbillies <laughs> who pop
0: up in this movie yeah, that we didn't really
1: talk about. California at all.
0: hillbillies. Yeah.
3: Oh, that was another thing that upset me so much.
1: <laughs> How long has this been going on? It's, How is this the first time they've seen it?
3: Well, also they seem It's like a village, like the movie The Village, like in the Shyamalan <laughs> situation, where they seem to be like right outside <laughs> of where all of this weird stuff is happening. They just like work on a farm <laughs> next to where the mercenaries are practicing. And they just see this guy and they're like, what are you doing out here? <laughs> and if I was him, I'd be like, help me. Right. Please show me how to get back to your house. I have to call the cops. Mm-hmm. But what he does is just runs away. And I'm like, they know where civilization is. You don't really they know, know
1: where, where you ants are.
3: Yeah. yeah. That was another thing that made me upset. <laughs> out of all the men he killed. Why didn't he steal any of their pants? (laughs) Or shoes. Or, yeah. Yes.
2: Also, those are not the pants that he was kidnapped in. It's very so they, they,
3: yeah. they, gave him those pants.
2: they gave him those pants.
3: They were like, oh, we're gonna kidnap you and then embarrass you by putting you in Daisy Dukes. They
2: they, they took all of his clothes and gave him those, because those are not the pants yeah. he was wearing. He didn't go
3: out and take
0: the garbage out in Daisy Dukes. No. <laughs> That's weird.
2: Yes.
3: Very
0: yeah.
2: weird. Because they didn't
0: do it to the businessman at the beginning. They no. shredded his. Oh maybe they tried to shred it and they shredded too much.
2: Speaking of <laughs> oh, shredded
0: clothes. Baby. here comes my fix.
2: Oh god.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: I want to make this whole movie, one, much shorter, even though yes. it was only an hour and like 28 minutes. I want to make it a TV episode. Yes. Okay. And I want the same basic plot structure of these mercenaries that are needing to practice. They go, they kidnap a man, and they bring him to their thing, and they're like, oh no, we kidnapped the wrong man. Who did they kidnap? Bruce Banner. From <laughs> <laughs> the 70s slash 80s Incredible Hulk TV series. And now they're stuck in the jungle with a hulk oh my god that's amazing all right yeah. that's
1: a real good fix dude right yeah. damn i thought of
3: that was just like this doesn't really make sense as far as like fixing oh, a movie goes but if like i don't know if there's an, a most dangerous game episode of the incredible hulk tv <laughs> oh, series there is probably but i want to see that <laughs> version of this where they kidnap this guy and he's like you really shouldn't be Beat me up or whatever. They, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry, kind of thing. And they're like, "Bad, this punk. Well, just run." And then the next thing they know, they're be- they're being hunted by a hulk in the woods. Oh my god. <laughs> a
2: hulk in the woods. That's I love and this. Yeah. My favorite
1: part is that it sticks with that theme of like what would a 12-year-old come up with? Yeah. If you told them like
3: yeah. make something. Oh, I want to keep most of this movie yeah. the same. Like yeah. obviously the terrible oh, stuff we talked about, you can take all that the the wife, the dad, they don't need to be in the movie at all, but just replace Danton with
0: a hulk and you got a better <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh, I, you know what? I hulk think of a mullet <laughs> for for non Sam episodes, I think would a Hulk fix this movie? Ooh. Is also if the a main good... character was Bruce Banner instead of who they are. Would and that, absolutely, yeah. I, I would be way more interested in this movie if this were a Hulk movie. Oh yeah, or or even a Hulk episode mm-hmm. that would be amazing. <laughs> well, plus,
3: we'd have that like.
0: One up on the yeah. bad guys, uh-huh. where it's like we we
3: I, you know what? Keep the alarm clock scene for mm. all I care. Like we have Bruce Banner like waking up, and we're like, "Hey, it's our old friend Bruce." Like we already know him. <laughs> it's fine. It's not an introduction scene. Yeah. And he like goes to take out the garbage, and then we see these guys kidnap him, and we know who Bruce Banner is. We know what's gonna happen, but these guys have no idea. Yeah. And so uh, oh yeah, yeah. It, it would be fix-
1: so fun. Oh yeah, it would fix the issue too of the fact that he never has any real struggle against any of these people. It's just like they show up and then he just kills them. Except for the the, the guy who later he cuts his arm off. Right. Oh, yeah. But that's like the only one. Other yeah. than that, it's like, okay, so he has zero st- – like there were no stakes – because anybody who came after him, he would just kill. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, that works. Like there's no tension to it. The only
3: tension they Which try to introduce better. is when he gets lost at the end. Yeah. Like they like didn't know how to resolve this so that they could kill off everyone right. he loves. They were just like, Well, I guess I'll get lost. Yeah. And then But if kill this was the life.
1: Hulk, <laughs> then it's like, Oh yeah, of course the Hulk is gonna smash these goobers. And like. I just
0: love seeing these goobers, as you so eloquently <laughs> put it. Uh, these goobers, and then you see a long shot. Of the forest shaking as <laughs> yes. the Hulk is coming for them, <laughs> and Plus, I that think that's ex- great. Plus, he can take a bullet. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, will be fine.
3: <laughs> right. And I
2: still want that shot. That's like there's that shot. It's like a misty thing, and he's like silhouetted. It's <laughs> where big... he holds the gun up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but with the Hulk, Just, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this yeah. is this is it. gold. If they don't mm. have a this plan for a Hulk movie, Marvel, call us. Yeah. This would be amazing. Just a short film. A Marvel short where where Bruce Banner is kidnapped. Hell yeah. It's just (laughs) called like Bruce's Saturday.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And he shows up back to like Avengers building on Monday. They're like, how was your weekend, Bruce? He's like, yeah, it's all right. (laughs) I got kind of a headache. Yeah.
0: Well, those are all great. (laughs) I took a trip. Where? 75 miles southeast of
3: Los
1: Angeles. (laughs)
0: It's pretty specific. <laughs> um, okay, well, at this point, we need to rate this thing, and each of us has our own rating system. Mine is: What Star Wars movie is it? And uh, for me, this is Return of the Jedi. It, it, it's it's not great. It, it's it, and it sometimes it's even bad, but I get the same feelings from it. There's just these moments like the speeder bike chase. I'm so happy about. I still love the Ewoks. Like I, they're just—it's funny when one speeder one's,
1: bike the, chase kicks ass.
0: Speeder bike chase is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the the fight on Jabba's barge, like that's amazing too. Like it's all—it's all there's really cool stuff, but there's also a whole lot of nothing in that movie. Like the scene where Luke and Leia are talking on indoor, which is one of the worst things it's ever been in a Star Wars movie.
1: I don't even uh, remember it. I so. Yeah. Sure like,
0: somehow I've always known. Yes. Oh. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not great.
0: It's 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 real bad. It was the first time, I think, as a child, I went, oh, no, Star Wars can be bad. Because <laughs> there it is.
3: Ugh. You had no idea what was I in your future. I had no <laughs> idea what was coming. So
0: this is the worst Star Wars can be. <laughs> it, well, it, you know, it wasn't like, you know, battle for indoor bad. It was just like, well, you know, for a movie, a major movie that went to a theater and made a lot of money, that's not good. <laughs> like, it's really not good. Anyway, Matt. You have a similar rating system. My rating system is: which Batman movie
3: is this? Uh, this one took some thought because <laughs> w- I was bored in a lot of places. But yeah, so because of that, it's I was like, Dark Knight Rises. I was like, which movie out of the Batman <laughs> franchise do I find the most boring, the most tedious to watch, and that I don't, I can't even find like a redeeming thing, oh. and I, I can't remember a fun moment. And for me, it's Batman v. Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I almost gave it to Justice League, but there's enough things I can laugh at in Justice League <laughs> that if I had to rewatch, I'd be like, all right. But Batman v. Superman, I don't remember enjoying any of it other than like maybe the one scene, which I guess could be comparable to this, of him kicking ass in the warehouse. <laughs> like, maybe a few of the scenes of him kicking ass in this movie, I'm like, yeah, that was all right. So... This is Batman v Superman. I feel like that's a day.
0: really good analog. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. Uh, it's so bad. I did like that warehouse scene, though. Yeah, right? Yeah, I just bad. wish he wasn't murdering everyone. Anyway. Well, especially right afterwards when he murders everyone with a car. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> with machine guns. Yeah. Anyway, Tuna, what's your rating system? Uh, my rating system is what food it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, I don't remember the brand name or if there's like a certain thing. Like, do you remember the circus animals or something? Yeah. Or like... But not like, not like just plain cookies. It's the little cookies and they've got like white and pink frosting. Yeah. Oh, like, like the like frosted the animal crackers. Yeah. 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 It's like it's like those. There's no nutritional value to it. No. Um, and it's just like, carbohydrates, it's, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's just like sugary, kind of a guilty pleasure, except two-thirds of the way through the bag, you pull out <laughs> a bloody human ear. <laughs> <laughs> and like those cookies were real fucking good right up until you pulled that ear out. And then it's like, well... Definitely not eating the rest of the bag. I'm kind of wondering about the part of the bag that I ate while I was still enjoying it. But what's done is done. So an ear, huh? I'm just uh, just, just like the grossest ear. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. Amy,
0: what's your <laughs> we're losing? Amy. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm just gonna slide down the couch and make my exit. Um, my rating system is which. Netflix Christmas movie oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah Oh um, yeah So I've decided uh, That this one is Christmas Inheritance Okay <laughs> You're I welcome Don't know what that <laughs> means But
3: alright To someone out there That was like <laughs> Oh
2: dead on <laughs> Perfect
0: <laughs> Probably like Oh no Don't watch <laughs> Deadly Prey <laughs> Yeah Yeah Excellent. Well, finally, we have our segment, which is called Real Good, where we recommend something real good for you to check out. Uh, Tuna,
1: what's your real good? Uh, I struggled with this one a little bit. Um, I started out, my starting point with the music was pretty much anything from the first couple of seasons of MacGyver, because it was like, oh, it's like cheesy, low budget-ish 80s, but with better writing and like that. But then I thought, oh, I should probably pick, like, a specific episode. And then I started going through them, and I'm like, okay, MacGyver was definitely probably fairly progressive for the 80s, but that is not Not progressive for anymore. No, it's not saying much. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know if I can recommend any of these. um, Because, man, there's just, the 80s were weird. Yeah, they were. But eventually I settled on uh, Mad Max 2. Or Road Warrior, depending on where you're at. Just the actual like,
0: title is Mad Max 2, the better, which is not the yeah. case usually. The better right? title is just the Road Warrior. Yeah. yeah,
1: But like, you know, decent action movie, like still 80s and kind of goofy, like. Yeah. You know, not as good as Fury Road, but, mm-hmm. but for a cheesy 80s was, movie.
0: It was the best Mad Max yes. movie until Fury Road. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Cool, Amy. What's your real good?
2: Um. Okay. So initially, I was gonna go with Die Hard because bare feet. Bare feet. <laughs> you got a guy picking off people, and it's just like I would have much rather just watched Die Hard. It kind of made me want to watch Die Hard. I've not seen it in a long time. Um,
0: it's still great.
2: Yeah, I'm very. I, I think I'm gonna add it to my queue. Yeah. for for this coming weekend. Um, but then I then I was like, you know. I also wanted a little bit of levity. And I think Die Hard has some levity, but it's also very violent still. So then I was like, eh, we'll just do some Great British Bake Off. I think it's a nice, like, light <laughs> counter in <Wow>. every <laughs> sense of the <laughs> total, total 540.
1: 540, <laughs> 540. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's All like right. That's, I'm on board with that. Because
2: it's just, like, it's, it's just nice. And you know if it's been a tough day, just throw on some Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Die Hard. I don't know. Pick one. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, they're the same. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. they're the same, is what we're saying here. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Amy Roberts, Great British Bake Off, is the same. <laughs> yeah. the, the bad guy in both has a
3: weird goatee and a weird accent. <laughs> Boom. Nailed. Connection. We're looking at him and going, Are
1: you German <laughs> or British? <laughs> you stupid, dumb bastard. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, Matt, what's your real good? I also had trouble with this one because I was like, yeah, I don't. I thought about doing Hot Shots (laughs) part done. I was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) Problematic uh, at best. Um, So I dipped into the well of what came out the same year as this movie that I like way more.
1: Well, Predator. Yeah.
3: But one of my favorite movies of all time came out the same year as this. (gasps) Really? And it's Moonstruck with Cher and Nicolas Cage which is a bonkers movie. It is. Uh, It's very weird. Especially to just be a romantic comedy. Yeah, but I love sharing it so much. Oh, she's so good. Nicolas Cage's insane acting choices in that movie, (laughs) they took my hand, are so good. And you just, yeah, you got to watch Moonstruck at least once in your life. If you don't like it, I'll understand but I feel like you gotta watch it and give it a shot.
2: I've never seen it. I have a question. Yeah. I have a lot of questions. Yeah, that's but fair. I'll just ask one real yeah. quick. Are Cher and Nicolas Cage in love in this film? No. Are they the romantic?
0: They they are the, yeah. Oh boy. They are. Okay. <laughs> so good. It's very um, good. I'll
2: have to I'll add that to the list. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
0: it's a movie that when it came out, I remember thinking I knew what it was. And then when I saw it, was like, well, that was nothing like what I was expecting. <laughs> it's one of those two that I think if you don't, if you watch it and then you don't
3: watch it again for like five, six years, you can kind of forget parts of it, yeah. and you think it is like, oh yeah, it's like a romantic comedy, like yeah, just toss it in with like Sleepless in Seattle when Harry met Sally. But no, <laughs> it's, not, it's very different from those movies. But it is, it is charming. It is very funny in parts, and the whole, the whole cast. Is great. Yeah,
0: not just Sharon Nicholas Cage. No, it's but a wonderful it was, cast. Yeah, and I particularly like Olympia Dukakis in it. I think yeah, she's, and wonderful. she's so good. Like the whole family dynamic <laughs> is great. Family, it's so good. Yeah, you should see. You should check out Moonstruck. It's 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 quite good. Um, all right. Well, my real good uh, Matt actually kind of gave me this idea to look for this this movie Deadly Prey is basically most dangerous game uh, where man hunts man type mm-hmm. thing. And I wanted to try to figure out if there was a science fiction version of that. Mm. And if there was, had I seen it? And it turns out there is, I have seen it and I like it. It's not a great <laughs> movie, but I do think it's better than I remember it. Uh, Cause I watched it recently and I was like, this movie is not as bad as I thought it was. And that is going to be the uh, Stephen King penned as Richard Bachman running man with uh, mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And like, it's, bizarre to me how prophetic science fiction can be, (laughs) especially when you're dealing with someone who is smart like Stephen King. Uh, It's about a game show where they take prisoners, they take Mm -hmm. people who are on death row, and say, if you can survive this with all of these professional killers out to get you you win your freedom and it's mm. televised and everybody watches it it's like family feud um except very violent and uh and everybody makes bets on all of the the players and it's uh it is it's like the sci-fi version of the most dangerous game and i really like it so check it out also it's like that was peak arnold man <laughs> you had predator you, terminator predator Running Man, Terminator 2, Conan in there, just like... Man, the 80s were, he had to be just living the life yeah. in the 80s. So, then he had to slum it and become governor of a state.
3: <laughs> uh. I just well, had. Well,
1: that's his punishment for last action hero, I guess. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> Shots fired.
0: No. We're about to fight too <laughs> All right, Matt, you have a podcast. I do. Where can people find you? Anywhere podcasts are. It's called I Love It.
3: Uh, The recent episode was with Nick Talking about Mystery Science Theater 3000 Upcoming episode is with Sari Riley talking about fencing Fuck yeah
1: Yeah, it's gonna be fun (laughs)
3: Uh, So yeah, check that out You can find it now at iloveitpodcast.com Oh Yeah, look at that Got official website You got a web W-H-T-T-P Yeah, (laughs) backslash (laughs) colon AOL keyword I
0: love it (laughs) Tuna, where can people find you?
1: Uh, Either at SciShow, I do SciShow Tangents, or I've got my own personal project called Soviet Fourth Grader at s4gband.bandcamp.com.
0: Excellent. And Amy, where can people find you?
2: Also at SciShow. I looked up my Twitter for you, Nick, because I didn't have it last time. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, So my Twitter and my Instagram are both the same. It is not yet the POTUS. Um, (laughs) That's ambitious. (laughs) It's a very old... I mean, I, that's why I didn't remember it, because it's very old. <laughs> and I don't know why. I think I was watching a lot of West Wing, and it was like a joke uh, that I had at some point ugh. that I no longer remember, so it doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Uh, I'm not running for president now or ever. Yet. So. yet. True. Not yeah. yet. <laughs>
3: so. You you don't know. <laughs> I don't, I guess. But yeah,
2: I, I, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> but it's my Twitter handle.
0: Excellent. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Well, if you would like to find us or follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RealBadPod. Uh, a real big thanks to Black Duck Studios' I Love It podcast, Candice, and Sarah Caroline for supporting us on Patreon. If you'd like to support what we do here, you can go to patreon.com slash RealBad and chip in a buck or two. RealBad is part of the Cage Club podcast network. You can go to cageclub.me and check out podcasts like X's for podcasts. We're hosts Nico, Jonah, Kevo, and Kyle, and more, of course, because it's Cage Club and we all shuffle in and out. Uh, They wade through the waters of Marvel's merry mutants, starting with giant-sized X-Men number one. Join us next week for more painful movies, but until then, this has been Real Bad.